Welcome, WG listeners, to 30 Questions. So for this episode of 30 Questions, continuing on with the mini-series, as I am on hiatus, we continue with another interview, E, that I've obviously interviewed before. Uh, this one's a more recent one from earlier in the year, uh, from the quick flurry of interviews I had at the start of the year and then stopped doing. Uh, we have artist, rapper from, well, hailing from uh, the Illinois area, uh, but currently in the ATL, Osei. Welcome back. Always good. Whoop whoop. Hey, <laughs> we back. <laughs> we are back. We are Happy back. We're back here. for some 30 questions. I appreciate you coming through. Of course. So we begin straight in, jump right in with question number one, which is what is your current state of mind? Oh, man. I think after the last time we talked, I was, you know, really heavy about pushing music, getting videos, doing the whole thing. And I think because I was so like laser focused on it, like after a while, I got so burnt out by the whole process. And, you mm. know, you see what's popping in like music and what's going on. And then you start feeling you know, a bit envious because it's like, okay, why isn't anyone taking me serious? But then this is what's going on. You know what I mean? Just those feelings of inadequacy, those feelings of like, you're doing the best you can, but it's still not good enough. People not paying attention to you. So I was like, you know what? Let me step back and live my life a little bit. (laughs) I think back when we were talking, I was just so focused on music and nothing else because music, even to this day, is still my passion. I think about it all the time, constantly trying to find new ways to create and vent. But it became so much of my life that nothing else seemed to matter. So I was like, okay, oh say, who are you outside of the artist? Like I was talking to one of my friends one day and he was joking about like, someone was like, um, what are your hobbies? And I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, music, uh, listening, uh, creating. <laughs> I was like, dang, I really don't have an identity outside of the music. I just wanted to be so good at music and to be taken serious as a musician that I put all my focus into that and then everything else around me seemed to like suffer. So I think this year has been just a year of kind of finding who Osei is, exploring other avenues outside of music, you know, just trying to be a more well-rounded person altogether, I guess. (laughs) So yeah, this year has been... And in my current state, it's just kind of been more focusing on Osei the person, not Osei the artist. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, question two is, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Ooh, that, uh, the question that everyone wants to know. That's a great one. I think my idea of perfect happiness, I feel like happiness, chasing happiness is futile in the sense that like, there's always going to be something that, you know, knocks you off your square. You'll be happy one day, sad the next. I think Mm -hmm. for me, it's just trying to reach a level of content that no matter what happens, I'm cool. Everything is good. And I think for me, it's just being at a place mentally, spiritually, emotionally, that is just kind of aligned with who I am as a person growing, evolving, understanding, you know what I mean? So I I couldn't tell you physically, oh, if I had a million dollars, if I was the biggest artist in the world, like not necessarily that. I, I don't even know what that looks like, but I think for me, just reaching a level where I'm happy with where I'm at, I guess, or just content with where life is, my family is good. That's really all that kind of matters to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, a utopia is dystopia. If you think oh. about it. It's that kind of, that kind of, I, I that, feel that. That part, that mm-hmm. part. <laughs> what is your most treasured possession? Ooh, we, golly, I would say my hard drive. 
such an artist question. I think I would say that right now because even when I'm burnt out, like I mentioned earlier, I would go back and listen to songs and ideas from when I first started to like where I'm at now. It's like, whoa, the growth, like look at all that you've done and created. And even if no one else likes my music, it's like the things that you've done, like you come such a long way. And I have so many ideas and so many things like for a lot of times recording for me, it's like my diary, you know, telling my truths, telling things I'm going through and being able to kind of look back and see this is where I was a year ago or two years ago. This is where I'm at currently just having that kind of memory bank of just stuff. <laughs> and that's such like sounds like such a vain answer. Oh, my hard drive, because I'm the best artist ever. But I think currently, if I were to lose that, I would be really, really upset about just because I really do love the things that I was able to capture at that point in time. So. Okay, so um, a, 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 a an addition to um, these is that I have a wildcard question where mm. placed anywhere in the questionnaire and it's specific to the person that's just not uh, the depending on your answer, right? And I only have one, so I have to pick and choose. But uh, I feel like this is a good one. Um, I asked a question like last year of like a uh, what is what vault or what like hard drive or some of a nice would you just love to just dive into Ooh. if you just had the ability to? So I want to ask you. I want to ask you that question. What? Whose vault do you want to be in the most? Just you and just think about it like a bank job where you're just inside the vault, yeah. so to speak, and you're yeah. just like plugging in, listening to this demo from whatever. That is so difficult. I could answer this question so, so many ways. Golly. I think I'm going to have to go with the OG because this is my favorite artist of all time, and it's Aaliyah. Like, I okay. absolutely love Aaliyah. Even if you listen to some of my music, you can hear a lot of the influence. I took a lot of inspiration from her as an artist, as a creator, the things she would do musically and with Timbaland's beats. So I think for, and I feel like I've heard every song she's ever done so it's like I'm sure I'd listen to the hard drive and I'd be like oh heard that I already know that <laughs> but I think just kind of understanding just her process and like obviously I can't tell everything from just a recording but you know being able to kind of cipher through and you know I know with like a lot of the stuff on my hard drive there's a lot of incomplete ideas there's a lot of you know nuances that with a, a song that's out it's perfected you know what I mean everyone has done everything they can to make it as perfectly commercially viable as possible right. I think right. with a hard drive it's a lot more imperfect and I think that's what also makes it really special because mm -hmm. there's a lot of vulnerabilities there's a lot of oh oh that take didn't sound that good but I'll fix it later you know there's a lot of that those subtle nuances that you get to hear with that so because I'm such a huge Aaliyah fan like as much content as I can get from her since she's no longer around is always like oh this is dope <laughs> you know so mm. I think for me it would be Aaliyah in terms of just like an old school artist that I respect and admire that's a good answer I don't think I had that one um uh, yeah most people are just like uh, trying to think of like the biggest possible of course vote. Drake yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no shade to them too but you yeah, know yeah. that's, that's good I like that it's, uh, personal um perfect into this next question uh what or who is the greatest love of your life Ooh. 
who is the great? Wow, that's well, what or who? What or person. who? I think I'll say my family. I love my family like none other right now. It's my my brother, my sister, and my mom. Um, my dad passed away, but. I, you know, when I first got into music, outside of me just loving music, the goal was to be able to take care of them as well. And even to this day, like it is a hope that I can create something sustainably viable to where I can help them out too. But of course they have their own things and they can take care of themselves too. But they've always been there for me, the lows, the highs, everything I do, whether it's, you know, my music life or outside of that, I do it for them. And I just want to make sure that they're good, no matter what I would give them everything Thing I could it's you know there's nothing like your family having that foundation they're the reason why I am they're the reason why I'm able to do the things that I've done they've taught me so much I learned so much from my family and they're very they just mean the most to me in terms of just like what how do you define oh say like family is a very big part of that so I, I would have to say that it's cheesy but <laughs> it's, it's cheesy but solid <laughs> it's factual that's all that matters uh when and where were you the most happiest oh wow when and where was i the most happiest hmm. i think one of the times and this time obviously i'll never get back was being in college just because you know, this was the first time in my life I was outside of my family. As much as I love them, like, you know, life is that not just going to be, man. you know, when that freedom hits you, you're like, sheesh, <laughs> this is what it's like. But yep. you're in never again in your life will you ever be, you know, in this community with your peers who are all going through the same thing, who are all still trying to figure out life, who are doing yep. essentially every, you know, now you'll be working with people who've been working in the, the job field for 20 years, who just got in the workforce. Then, you know, being in college, it was like, we're all here. We're all figuring it out. No one has it figured it out and figured out if they say they are, they're lying. It's just just being in that environment where there was obviously the expectation to graduate but outside of that you're discovering who you are what makes you 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 know being around people that I'd never been with before I come from a where in Illinois I was in a very predominantly African-American suburb it was pretty much black so being in the midst with people of all different races backgrounds you know, all of that, I'd never been experienced that or I've never experienced anything like that before. It was really eye opening from going to classes where it was 100 percent black to being the only black girl <laughs> in a class. You know what I mean? That was such a, a flip. But it was also something I needed to experience as well. You know, being able to kind of traverse through various walks of life and being able to understand experiences that I wasn't always privy to that was, those things were really, really important to me. So I think just being able to grow, develop, see, learn, experience, that was such a pivotal and, you know, dope time that I look back on fondly. Yeah, definitely. What is your greatest fear? Oh, man, I think um, outside of obviously the losing family or friends or people that are important to me, I think failure has always been such a pressing thing, especially like when you come from a family of immigrants who've lived, you know, who've come to a different country, different, you know, life to give you something better. 
And the last thing you want to do is let them down. Like the last thing you want to do is blow an opportunity that so many people would kill for and die for. And for me, in the back of my mind, it's always trying to make sure I'm not failing in whatever degree that is. Like if it's I'm at work and I'm not doing the best job, oh, I failed. Or if I'm doing music and it's not doing what I wanted to do, oh, I failed. I think there's always this pressing need to be the best. And when I'm not the best, it really just... Uh, it's such a disheartening feeling to be like, I can't do it, or I'm struggling, or I didn't reach the pinnacles that I expected to reach. So I think for me, that's, and I wish I could fight it. I, even to this day, I still have that fear of failure in a lot of ways, even going back to like the first question with music, like a lot of the reason why I stopped was because I felt like I was failing. And, you know, having to face that reality of you put all this time and sweat equity into it and nothing has come of it. You have failed. <laughs> and, and, you know, putting all that time into something that doesn't really see the um, it doesn't give you the rewards you expected to get. That is it's such a defeating feeling. It's very humbling. So I, I hate it. I, I hate feeling like I'm failing or that I'm losing or that. Things don't turn out the way that I expected. So, yeah, I would say that that's my biggest tangible fear, I guess. Yeah. What is your greatest regret? Ooh. Hmm. 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 Greatest regret. I have a couple. Um, investing in the stock market when I shouldn't have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, savings. Um, I think uh, a really deep one. Oh, this is, and I'm going to really put this out into the universe. Not connecting as much with my dad. You know, when you're a teenager, young adult, you think you know it all. Even, you know, when I was a kid, I, I used to love talking back to my parents and mm. Little did I know, like my dad was really trying to tee me up for the real world. And it's just, I, I always thought I knew it all. And now that I'm an adult really experiencing things and seeing how hard it is, it's like, I wish I had had more of those conversations with him about life and been more understanding and asking him questions about like, he also came from Nigeria and coming from Nigeria to here. I, now that I'm, you know, an adult and see understanding what it takes to make it in the real world, I would love to have known more about that story. I think we forget that our parents were once kids, you know, they're just like us. They're just older. Right. I think we think of them as like, oh, they know everything. They've been around the block. They haven't experienced hardship. We just see them at their current state. We don't know what it took to get to where they are now. So I wish I had had more of those conversations with him as a kid and even, you know, as a young adult. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was estranged from my pops for a couple of years at one point when I was a youth and it's cool now i literally just ate with him a couple of days ago and celebrated his birthday a few months ago and it was very interesting when we were there uh we went to london for just a couple of things and he actually took me to where he used to live uh, when he was a youth um he was like 10 years old or whatever and he was like pointing stuff like it is where i went this, this, this. and it was just fascinating learning that and I never actually knew any of that, you know, beforehand and it's taken until now. But 
it's just there's there was the whole day but those like 20 minutes of just being there was just super fulfilling Surreal. so I, I feel you on that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i definitely that's, feel you on that that's dope you know and to be able to reconnect and really kind of see like oh wow this is where it comes from like and you yeah. can make sense of things why people act the way that they would act or definitely. why people do the things that they do based off of how they grew up and what they've seen experienced that's that's amazing yeah, yeah definitely next one is what is or was your greatest extravagance? Oh, like the thing that I spent the most money or, you know, got real crazy. Huh. Extravagance. Extravagance. It's an open yeah, word. I know. I think one thing that I will not cheap out on, especially back then, was traveling. I love to travel. I love being in an airport like, oh, I'm going somewhere. Like I, I love that feeling. And I remember in college, there was a trip to Fiji. Um, it was like a two-week Fijian vacation, or not even vacation, but a study abroad trip um, mm. to study tourism. And at the time, it was like three thousand plus dollars. And for a college student, that is expensive. <laughs> like that's book money. That's you know class money. Whatever, whatever. But I was like, when again will I have this experience again with my peers? You know, usually when you travel to places, you go to the hotel. <laughs> You know, you go to their resort area and you don't really do anything outside of that. With the Fiji trip, we could go. They had so many things planned out for us. I was like, you know what? This this is going to be something. And I know I've paid for more expensive things, but I remember at that time that Fiji trip was really like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm willing to, you know, throw my money into this because it, it's dope and I just love seeing different parts of the world. And I think for me, that was one of those, like, yeah, I'm I'm glad I spent money on that. Yeah, it was a lot, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? What do I deplore in myself? I'm very hard on myself. I'm my worst critic. Um, Fair enough. And there's no reason to be, but I just am, you know, it'll be little things where it's like, I'm not good enough at this, or I I fudge this up and it'll be a little thing, but I'll know that I messed up on it and it'll just eat me up inside. And even if I know I'm capable, I could be the most capable person in the room. I'll still feel like, no, everyone's better than me. Everyone's smarter than me. You know, those, those, um, insecurities fester in my mind a lot and i wish it wasn't that way but it Mm. but it is it it is what is the trait you most deplore in others Mm. i really do hate how and i see this a lot in like the real world in terms of like especially in like working in the workplace environments this better than thou mentality or just because you have a managerial position you think you can start treating people like garbage um i think we're all just out here trying to figure it out um brent fias has this tattoo that says sonder which pretty much means that everybody has their own life that's you know very you know you have your life I have your life everybody is going through something and it would just it would benefit people to treat us all with respect it's like I'm not gonna look at you with competition or oh this is somebody I gotta step on I hate how much we get to that point everything is very I'm against you you're against me there can only be one as opposed to hey my brother let me help you out like I I hate And I experienced that a lot with music too. I told you in the past, um, I did internships at studios and my gosh, the cutthroat nature of it all, the 
I can't mess with you. You not this. I don't mm, like I hated that because I always came in like, hey, just happy to be here. Like and people will stomp on your dreams. People will (laughs) make you feel like garbage if you don't right. look the part and you know when you're in those studios you're supposed to look like Beyonce you gotta act the part you gotta be everything and I didn't know that when I first got in there I was just, just like hey you know this is new I'm happy to be here and the fact that everyone seems so competitive I, I hate that it has to be that way it's not we're all out here chasing a dream let me look out for you you look out for me it's I got to step on this person's toes. I'm going to talk bad about this person to the higher ups. I'm going to make sure you don't get to where you need to be. If we all just looked out for each other, this would be a, such a better, you know what I mean? Such a better world, not to make it all, you know, super positive or whatever. But I just wish that we all looked out for each other more and it wasn't so cutthroat. But that's the world we live in. Sure. Well, they'll, they'll take this dead trim. All right. Yes. Yeah, they have to take that. Uh, next one is, uh, what do you most value in your friends? Mm, loyal. Loyalty. Like, my friend group. I keep a very small, small circle. I'm not Same. with the drama. I'm not with the nonsense. The people that I invest time in, like, those are people that I've invested time in for a while, and they've never turned on me. They've never, it's never this weird energy. I've been in friend groups where it's always like, ooh, like, there's a weird energy coming from her. Like, it's never that way. And I, it could be a year, and I don't talk to them. And we get together, and it's almost like time never left. Like, I love the fact that they've just always been loyal. They've always had great heads on their shoulders. I could go to them for anything and they'll be able to help me out. Very seldom do you find people like that. And the fact that I know that I can call upon those girls for whatever, it it really, really does mean a lot to me. And um, that's something that I value. Which talent would you most like to have? Ooh, hmm, a talent? But I know there's so many. Um, hmm. I wish I could sing like Mariah Carey, though. Um, <laughs> that would be a great talent. I'm trying to think. What's a dope talent? Um, I do envy people who can play instruments just so, so well. I have a piano and I have a guitar and they're just collecting dust at this point. <laughs> I love I love music in all realms and I wish that I especially as a kid I did a lot more with like instruments and playing them and just reading music and being in that space because like when I see people just jamming out I'll see people like her or Ed Sheeran and all these amazingly creative people like yeah they sing but they also play instruments and you know they do all that dope stuff. I think I wish that was something that I was um, better equipped in. Yeah, I want to learn the saxophone, but I feel Ooh. like that's just one too many things to do. Right now. Facts. Not enough time in the day. Not, Not enough time, time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> okay. uh, one day. All right. Um, uh, who are your heroes in fiction? Mm. Hmm. In fiction? Golly. Um. I was never a big like movie TV show. Oh, I love the superheroes and that. T- I was never even to this day I'm not a big um fictional characters I just admire type person. I'm more of like a realist type of thing. Like if I were to watch things it'd be biographies and 
but let me think hmm who are my heroes in fiction I don't I might have to skip that one I don't know I've never thought about that okay okay well you like well, you prefer this one then who are your heroes in real life there we go um <laughs> I'd say my parents. I think my parents are like my biggest inspiration. Even when I moved to Atlanta, I remember being panicked about it. But then I was like, my parents left Nigeria, their whole a whole continent, Africa. Um, you know, when they were my age, I'm complaining about moving a few states. Like, girl, like if you don't get a hold of yourself. So they've just shown me a lot. Like they have so many admirable traits that I, I try to take with me wherever I go. And I, I look to them for strength and inspiration. They, I love my parents and I admire them deeply. So I would say them. What is the biggest problem facing the world? Whew, where do we start? Inflation, golly, the systematic racism, the prison pipeline, the... <laughs> I think it's just, I think it all starts with this lack of empathy. I think we look to politicians as the ones to solve a lot of our problems when they're just in these places just to say they're in positions of power and you know the rich don't care about the middle class and the lower class because they're not you know in that position so why should they worry about our problems and healthcare and all of these things i think it all boils down to empathy it all boils down to you if you could put yourself in my shoes you would understand why I'm this passionate about this or if you were going through this type of situation you would be advocating just as hard for this as you are for tax breaks I think it all boils down to we're not seeing each other as people we see each other as like distant yeah we're people but like you're not me so I can't relate to your issues Oh, I'm not black, so I can't relate to I'm I'm black for those of you who are listening, but I feel like, you know, people of other races are like, I'm not black, so I, I don't understand the problem with saying the N-word or you know what I mean? I think there's a lot right. of disassociation and I feel like if we were really just engulfed in what other people were going through, the world would be a, a lot different. You know, and not just, oh, I feel bad about it, but really putting action to a lot of the issues that are going on. But I think it all stems from this lack of understanding. Yeah. Great answer. And I don't want to undercut it with a joke, but it's just funny how you qualified yourself, um, <laughs> even though you've like mentioned Nigeria. Like, and you know, some people would be like, maybe she's white, you know? <laughs> maybe she was. <laughs> hey man, it's good. Get it, get it, get it. Just lock it in, lock it in. It's you fine. know, just got to make sure, you know, some people yeah, may be like, sure. I thought she was black but maybe she's you know maybe she was adopted so just had okay. to preface yeah okay fair enough fair enough uh what or who do you consider overrated oh <laughs> oh man what or who do i consider overrated burger king absolutely <laughs> overrated okay. worst burgers i've ever had and i'm that smoke i'm willing to have i will never be okay. a burger oh my gosh burger king maybe their chicken nuggets are cool but their burgers uh, fight me please anybody okay. who hears this i want all the smoke team mcdonald's every day of the week team wendy's <laughs> in and yeah, out i'll go to subway before i go to burger king <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fair enough. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Um, on what occasions have you lied? Ooh, when have I lied? Um, 
Let me, let me think. I know, you know, obviously when you're a kid, you try to get out of situations, so you lie. I'm trying to think, what was the last time that I lied about something? Um, I don't want to implicate myself, too. Someone might be watching like, what? She said she was on tri- a trip to see her parents. Meanwhile, I'm on spring break or something. Um, what have I lied? What, hmm. Uh... I'm sure I lie now to protect people from things. I feel like we lie a lot more as we're adults to not hurt people's feelings or to not come off harsh. Oh, what do you think about this? Oh, it's great. Um, You know, Mm. I think now we lie more to protect. And I think that's that's probably where most of my lying these days are not necessarily. I'm sure I still lie to, you know, look out for my own self-interest. But I would say that's more few and far between as opposed to, oh, I'm a lie to not come off as rude or to hurt someone or to be mean. Right. Interesting. So what's the biggest lie someone has told you? Mm. Ooh, we let me think about that. That's <sighs> I feel like in some degree or another people say like when you're an adult you just figure it out or things kind of fall into place. No, it it's a lot. <laughs> like you really have to, you know, put a lot into who you want to be, where you want to go. Things don't just fall into place. You are very much in control of everything that happens to you. Um, I think this kind of idea that things just kind of happen the way that they happen is the biggest lie I've ever heard. Cause I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> that ain't true. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say something along the, the lies of, lines of, you know, once you get older, it'll all just come together in a magical bow. And if you're a good person, it'll all just be great. You can be a good person and still be getting you know played out here so yeah i try not to fall into fairy tales oh there it is fairy tales fairy tales are a huge (laughs) lie a huge lie to kids i think we need to have kids watching the news let's let them know that it's not all peaches and rainbows and the magical prince is gonna come and save the day it it ain't that so (laughs) fair enough uh which words or phrases do you most overuse this is bussin. I, when, oh my gosh. When I hear people say that word, and in particular, um, there's a certain group that just loves to say that word about just everything. I just, I just, my skin just crawls. Like, Do you overuse that? I never use it. Like you said, what's a word I don't use? No, no, what, you say do you, over- what do you overuse? Oh, I thought you said never. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She said, what's a word I never use? What do I overuse? Uh, cool beans. I love cool beans. <laughs> cool, cool beans is my response to everything. Oh, you got that. Get it I'm done. Surpri- I'm, surprised. Really? I'm surprised. Amer- I'm surprised. American- I'm surprised Americans say that with all the uh, shitting on British people for liking beans. So this is funny to me. <laughs> I love me. cool beans, man. That's that's my jam. Cool beans. <laughs> but, not, but not that's busting. Fair enough. <laughs> Stop it, my skin literally crawls. Ew. Oh my gosh. That's great. This mac and cheese is busted. Like, stop it. Stop it. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Uh, What is your favorite word? Mm, I sure, I I do have a colorful vocabulary, so I'm sure it's one of the 
many beautiful cuss words that <laughs> um I don't know if we can curse, I probably won't though, but um I'm sure it's one of the one of the swear words, maybe the B word. No, it's the F word. Okay. You know, it just whenever some things are going left, a beautiful you know, just it really just stamps how I'm feeling at that current moment. I love it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it seems it's, <clears throat> these next two questions seem a bit redundant, but uh, what's your least favorite word? My least favorite word? Yeah, I think I think you know what it is. <laughs> That's it. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I know the answer to this one as well. What's your favorite curse word? <laughs> you can't say it. You know? <laughs> Can I say it? I wasn't sure. Yeah, of course, I could. of course. Fuck! Oh my god! It's, it's like morning fuck, radio. You know. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I love mwah, such a beautiful word. You can just insert it in so many different scenarios. It's the versatility. You know, it's mm-hmm. a versatile word. You know? Fair enough. What is the most recent thing you've learned? I have been on this like America's Next Top Model binge, like, and it's, <laughs> okay. it's oh my gosh, that bet, was my yeah, sh- I bet that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was my show mm. back in the. I love that show as a kid, and for some yeah. reason, I saw a clip on YouTube that just got me down this rabbit hole again, and it just brought me back. And there was a girl who had won one season. I think it was Nicole. She had done an interview, and she was talking about how people judge. You know, we we have a tendency as humans to judge. It's called implicit bias, and I'm sure I've heard it in some degrees, but when she had said it, and it kind of made me think about how I saw the show, it made me think of things differently. But when we see people acting a certain way or they do little things, we automatically assume that their actions are representative of who they are as a character, like who they are as a person. Oh, she pushed that kid, so she's like the worst person ever. Meanwhile, the actions that I do, those are just a result of the environment that I'm in. Like I give myself, and I'm sure you do and we all do, we all give ourselves a bit more credit than we give the average person. Well, they don't understand. I was in a high stress situation, da 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 da, versus them. Like they were actually in a very high, this is a, a competition, and we base little sound clips in, and the show was edited. So obviously, they're portraying people in a specific way. But I remember watching the show as a kid, and I'd be like, oh, that person's a bitch, and that person's that, <laughs> and that person's this. Uh-huh. But it's like, this, you know, even if they were acting that way, mind you, they're in a competition where they could go home. This is their dreams. I would probably act the very same way as a lot of these people. And I felt like I didn't give them a lot of, you know, courtesy because it's like we base how we feel on people based off of these little things we see in a 30 minute or hour edited show. So yeah. kind of that implicit bias. And I think I always knew that, but it really kind of was like hit home then like, wow, I really did have all these opinions of all these people that I don't know from Joe Schmo from across the street. And, and, but if that were me, oh guys, you don't understand. Well, I was in this situation and da 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 da, you know. We, I think we give ourselves a lot more credence than we do to other people. And I think just kind of how I live my life now, I want to not always just judge a book based, oh, she was rude based off of one interaction, not realizing all the other things that maybe homegirl had to deal with that day. So yeah, yeah I think that's something <clears throat> I was like, oh, wow. 
Yeah, that's a great answer, particularly because um, of two things. One, that show just epitomizes this uh, m- uh, this uh, saying I like to say whenever this kind of topic comes up which is the 2000s as a decade was fucking weird man just fucking weird and also (laughs) i'm actually listening to this podcast right now a little series called unreal and basically it's just these two uh these two women uh uh, critics and journalists uh talking kind of like talking about uh how reality tv has grown so they started off with like big brother and they go all the way to like you know the recent stuff like love island and that yeah and America's Next Summer just fits right in there of Man. just like how just of just a lot of commentary and a lot of things go on there. Like if I, yeah, it just, and just it watching really that shit sp- back. Speaks of the times. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that people could get Hell away yeah. with back then. My gosh, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. watch and cringe today because you're like, can you imagine yeah. if they said that today or if they did that? I, yeah. I do like that things there's still foolishness obviously with reality tv but i think we're we're taking a lot more consideration to people's feelings because going back to what i said with antm and being on the rabbit hole people were traumatized like i had to go to therapy or i was triggered based off and we were watching it like haha look at her you know tripping off of blah 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 i get embarrassed if i if if a waiter comes to me and they're like uh enjoy your food thank you and i'm like you too you know you you why did i say that (laughs) And meanwhile, these people are tripping in front of us on live national television with their friends and family and enemies watching. And back then it was funny. But now when you think about the the psychological effect of all that, it was like, wow, that's that's some real stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Crazy time. Absolutely crazy time. Uh, Well, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Hmm. One thing about myself, what would I change? I, I think that mental aspect kind of going back, just if I could be just more confident and self-assured in who I was, the world would be my oyster. I think that's the thing that's <laughs> yeah. just holding me back so much. I take myself out of the race sometimes before I even have a chance. I feel that. Change of pace with, uh, how would you like to die? Peacefully. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My gosh, when you think about all the crazy ways to die, I'm just like, please, just please. I know this is like a one in a hundred people, but if I could just die peacefully in my bed, or if I do have an illness, can we please let youth and you know people die with dignity be a thing? Sure. The fact that yeah. animals are provided more dignity when it comes to that's a good point. Yeah, how they die than people because of course they want to squeeze as much money out of us, and you know. We we can't do more chemo and this, that, and the third and charge you more if you do euthanasia, but I wish that was more well-received. I, w- I wish we um, can look into that a bit more because, again, yeah. the fact that Fifi, my cat, can <laughs> gets more rights than I do, it's it's wild. Yeah, that is interesting. I did think about all that, but yeah. Uh, if you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would it be? Oh my gosh, uh, Beyonce's children. That's <laughs> if I could come back to life as Blue Ivy. Oh, that's great. Sheesh. That's great. Sheesh, golly, you couldn't <laughs> tell me nothing. Like that would be my <laughs> my mom's Beyonce. If I get pulled over for a part, my mom's Beyonce. You failed me. My mom's Beyonce. Like all yeah. the things you could get away with, please. That's Blue Ivy. <laughs> uh, what is your motto or mantra? Mm. 
that's my go-to. Um, one thing I've been saying a lot lately is the devil you do know is better than the one you don't. In regards to, like, I'll complain a lot about things that I feel like are going wrong, but it could always be worse. And you don't, yeah. you know, before hopping ship to something that seems better, you don't, you don't always know that that thing you're going to hop into will be better for you or even worse. So right. really kind of evaluate, like, the devil you don't, if you want to hop to a new job, listen, this job you're doing right now may be better than another opportunity you may want to seek. Just because it's hard right now, it could be a lot worse, so... Definitely. I feel that. Uh, what will you do right after this recording? I gotta wash my hair. I, yeah. <laughs> it's wrapped up right now because I was like, oh, shoot, I almost forgot. So I took it down, but I gotta wash it. So that I think that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And lastly, if you were on my side of the interview, who would you want to ask these questions? It could be anybody or just... Yeah. Hmm... If I were on your side, uh, well, I guess, well, I'm still me, but I'm asking you these questions or I'm asking anybody. I'd probably ask my sister these questions. I'd be very intrigued to hear how she answers them. She's very um, logical about a lot of things. So I would love to know her take on all of this. All right. With that said, I would say those have been your 30 questions. It's All been right. very interesting. I appreciate you coming through with uh, some good answers. You know. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, good stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, no, appreciate course. you coming through. It's been, it's been fun. This is a fun one. Of course. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>